This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call or text us at 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet at Double Tap Canada. Find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite double tappers. And welcome to it. Thank you for joining us this week on Double Tap Canada. I am Marco Flalo. Once again, sitting in for Stephen Scott. I lied to you guys last week. I said Stephen was going to be back, but you know what, Sean? Uh, Sean Priest with me, as always, every Hello. single week. Um, we decided to give Stephen a break. Didn't we? We were nice. Yeah, well, we thought, you know, he's going to be tired and, yeah, he's getting tired on a bit Tired and now, grumpy, so... not being, uh, you know, buffet meals every day. Yeah, um, to be fair, who wants to deal with that, right? Have another week off, come back to Earth, and then come back with a, a, a nice attitude. I mean, in reality, I thought he'd be dead, but, I mean, that's besides the point. It's just, it's, it's uh, all that food, all that COVID in the world, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect, but we figured we'd give him, yeah. we'd give him a week off. We're going to have a fun show this, this week, and it's funny how when Stephen's not here, we end up talking more tech, which is kind of interesting, but we'll, mm. we'll save that for another day. But we're going we're gonna to have some fun this week because... Obviously, uh, we talked about the Microsoft event last week, but we omitted some details, which I yes. want to spend some time on. Uh, we're also now at the point where uh, the iPhone 13 is now out in the public. I've had my hands on for uh, now, I mean, just over a week. And uh, I'll give you my first impressions. Plus, uh, you're going to dive in some some really cool features, um, which we're going to feature on this week's show as well. Um, plus, you know, so much to talk about when it comes to all of these events. And... I just wish I could get my hands on this Microsoft hardware because, wow, wow, wow. Like, I mean, I keep watching I the keynote over and over and over again. <laughs> You're obsessed. It, it is. It's like, you know, you watch a really good movie and you just want to keep watching it over and over, but you don't want it to end, right? So this is my way of just keep watching, to keep watching it just in case the hardware might show up one day because I watch it more. I don't know. Maybe there's some kind of dream going on there. Well, yeah, isn't it something like the, the universal gift where you, if you write it down you know, the universe will know and it'll happen. So no, I'm with you. And as, especially for that laptop studio, I want that <sighs> thing. I've got absolutely no use for it. Don't get me wrong, but, oh, it's just tech. It's gorgeous. It's divine. I want it. it. You know what? It is divine, but at the same time, I don't want that one. I still want the Surface Pro 8. That's the one that I want mm. because it's got that bigger screen. It's got that removable storage now. It's got that... I mean, it's the first redesign in like eight years. Yeah, I know. And you are a Surface Pro fan. We, we did get the uh, the prices for these as well. I, I noticed We that did the, get um, the prices. Do you have those handy? Because I don't. Uh, Why would I be prepared for this? This is No, a... no, no, of course. But I've got them in my head, so they may be wrong. But I'm, I'm willing to go with it. The Surface Laptop Studio, I think, starts at 2049 Correct. Uh, Canadian yeah, yeah. dollars. I'm going to fact check the... you. <laughs> Thank you. The Surface Pro 8 starts at 1,399 Canadian dollars. Respectable. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. And the, oh, now the Surface Duo 2, the Android powered dual screen phone starts at 1,899 Canadian. Isn't that amazing in contrast? <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 like $200 cheaper than the laptop's studio, but it's more expensive than the Surface Pro 8. Surface Pro 8, yeah. And well, I mean you're you're paying for the cutting edge of the dual screen there. We're we're talking. But then again, this is the second gen. How much is the Samsung Fold uh is that 
Generation oh, that's about the same three, price. It's about eighteen hundred dollars. Yes. Oh, wow, that's a lot. That's that is hard to justify. Even you know, I don't care how cool it is. We also have the Surface Go uh, Three, which you sort of were dismissive of last week. I'm not, not dismissive wanna... as much as I no, just no. I think it has its audience, it has its market, and I don't think that I'm its market. All right. Okay. Have you got your iPad Mini yet? Uh, I do have my iPad Mini. Oh, why? Well, you got to get a Surface Go 3 to uh, compare it. Of and course. the price of that one is 519 Canadian, I believe. Yep, it is. And then we have the Surface oh, Pro good. X. Well, how much is that oh. one? Uh, that's, uh, that is, I believe, $1,199. Not, oh. bad. Not bad. You're okay. Thank you. you know, there's one product they didn't really talk about, but they also <laughs> announced in press release, and that's the Surface Pro 7 Plus. So what they're doing is they're taking their existing design, they're lowering the price and giving it to the consumer channel. It used to only be available on the business side, so if you were a corporate user, $979.99 starting price, but they've changed a couple things. Uh, they've increased battery life, they've added the latest processors on it, it's got the old hmm. design, and they've added a removable SSD. So oh, that's nice. Pretty, so that's a pretty good offering like i mean if you're like you know I'm, I'm hunting for a laptop for my son for for high school next year you know i was thinking of the go but to get all the mm-hmm. pro features for you know just 400 dollars more yeah. in that form factor that's a pretty good offer i know but it's also a lot of money if you lose it or drop it on the way to school yeah i, mean, I can't yeah. i can't i can't think about that i mean i think he's more responsible <laughs> than that you need a big case that's all you need um, the one thing we didn't go into last week, which I, you know, it, it completely uh, our mistake was the Surface Adaptive Kit. This helps users oh, adapt their Surface. Um, it comes with bump-on buttons. I mean, there's so many cool features. We're actually going to play a segment from that Microsoft keynote, thanks to Microsoft, uh, later on in the show to to really dive into what that one is about. But we'll save that. I got to tell you a quick story before we take our first break. Is um, that on on Friday? So not only that, I got I got a couple phones from from apple so they sent me the pro max and they sent me the uh the i the iphone 13 mini now i i much prefer the color profile on the mini because what they do between these and i don't know if you remember from last year is that on the iphone not pro line Mm -hmm. the way they design the phone is that the the ring the the stainless steel or aluminum ring around the phone is a matte finish and then the back of the phone is glass but it's really glossy and then on the camera it's got this matte finish now, on yep. the Pro line, it's the opposite. You've got shiny ring around it that holds all the fingerprints. You've got a shiny glass back, and then the matte finish. Oh, sorry, you got the matte back and the shiny glass finish on the uh, on the actual camera. But I much prefer the color profile on the regular iPhone lineup. I, I don't know why they don't just use it throughout. I guess it's some way, a way to differentiate it. do you care? It. I do care. You know what? I do care, okay? And not, You know what? I'm not getting into this with you. This is, there's, no, okay. no one, there's no one to police us. Um, so, so that's... I do like it. And hopefully, hopefully, you know, one of these will become my daily driver. Now, here's the thing. So I ordered, not knowing what's going to happen, whether we'll get units beforehand or in time to talk about it on various shows. Of course, I made an order for a Pro Max. So uh, mm-hmm. Friday morning comes, I drop my kids off at school, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to Apple, and I'm going to go pick this up. But like, I don't really need it now because Apple sent me the device, so let me go, let me go online. And so I go on the app, and I'm like, oh, but I still want a case. I want the MagSafe case for that phone. So yep. I go online, I order the Mag, I, ha- I go to look at the MagSafe case. I'm like, do I have to go into the store? And I realize they have same-day delivery. 
Oh, this is a new thing. I, I guess it's a COVID thing, but for thirteen dollars, you can get it delivered in the same day if available. So I ordered my Mag MagSafe case, and it was uh, it was there within two hours. It's a new feature that I did not impressive. know existed. So do check your app and do check your ordering because if they have stuff like that available to you, that's a it's a little bit of a game changer, especially when you don't want to go out in the rain and have to wait in line while people are trying yeah. to get phones. Who does it's, that? Uh, I know it's just so archaic. It's just so <laughs> archaic. Another thing we're going to do on on this week's show is uh, you know as I mentioned we're going to put a spotlight on some new features on iOS 15. Uh, Sean, you're so good at these features, and uh, why not kind of play one of these out into a break, and then we're going to come back and talk more about that accessibility kit and, and talk about, I think we should talk about our first impressions of iOS 15, because now that we've been living with it for a couple of weeks, there's everybody discovers these new things. Which feature should we start with? What do you think? Uh, let's go with quick settings. I haven't heard a lot about that from anyone else. Okay, here we talk about iOS 15 quick settings, Mr. Sean Priest iOS 15, new feature drop. Ooh, dramatic. Do you hate the rotor gesture? Or is your rotor just jam-packed full of options and it takes you 10 minutes to find anything? Well, don't panic. A new feature in iOS 15 called Quick Settings allows you to adjust quickly and easily many accessibility features. Simply tap four times with two fingers. That's a quadruple two-finger tap, people. Voice over settings. Heading. That was easy. Now on the screen we have a list of various options. Let's quickly go through some. Done. Button. Filter. Search field. Activities. Off. Button. Always speak notifications. On. Adjustable. Audio ducking. On. Adjustable. Braille alert messages. On. Adjustable. Braille Auto Advance, 5S, button, adjustable. Braille Input, uncontracted 6. Braille, button, adjustable. Braille Output, uncontracted 8. Braille, button, adjustable. Braille Tables, default, button, adjustable. Direct Touch, on, adjustable. Now you'll hear it says adjustable, so simply swipe up or down with one finger to change or adjust the settings for each option. There are so many options here to go through, and these are just the default options. If you're not a Braille user, for example, you can customize it and remove them, or replace them with something else, or change the order in which they appear. To do this, go to Settings, Accessibility, VoiceOver, and Quick Settings. There you go. Easy. That was a iOS 15 new feature drop. <laughs> well done. I'm enjoying that. The boosh or the feature? All of, all, yeah. all of the above. All of the above. We, oh, should yeah, remi- we, should, we should remind people there's a new podcast. Um, uh, tell them about the new podcast that you're doing every month, all about how-to and, and new tech. Yes, it's called Shaun of the Shed. You will find it in your favorite podcast app by searching for AMI Audio Exclusives. Try it out. You're going to love it. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, Double Tap Canada. Mark Aflalo sitting in Stephen Scott's seat. Not literally, because I'd have to go to Scotland for that. Uh, with Sean Brees by my side. Stephen, uh, I'm going to say that he will be back next week, but don't call me a liar. 
if for some reason he calls up and says, I don't want to do it. You guys you do a good job. Just just do it. Yeah. That's my imitation of a Scottish accent. You like that? That was beautiful. I thought he was here for a second. Oh, yeah, well I'm done. sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, what device are you using iOS 15 on? I am using it on my, um, I'm going to say stolen, iPhone 12 mini. Okay. I, li- I love the mini, by the way. The mini is like, it's the perfect... Oh, the perfect man, travel companion, beautiful. my God. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's so nice. Um, talk to me about some of the features that really, I mean, obviously, we, you know, we just talked about quick focus. Um, I know you're going to go into focus modes. I'm not 100% mm. sure how these work. No, well, they are just do not disturb mode on steroids, really. It's just the ability to customize it. If I mean, like a lot of these new features, I'm sure Android users are looking at saying, yeah, yeah, and, you know, um, but... I mean, not to spoil the feature coming up, but a focus mode, you can create your own custom focuses so that, say, when I'm doing something inside this app, then only allow these people to be able to contact me or message me or these apps to send notifications. Uh, The ability to schedule focuses, uh, focus modes, and also the ability to set specific home screens. So you can just have uh, say uh, the apps for a certain task shown on the home screen when a focus mode is enabled. So if I want to do it's... like recording a focus mode, like a called recording, so when we're doing this show or recording TV, it yep. only lets calls in for my wife or only lets certain. I love yeah, that. emergency. Yeah, like your emergency contacts, and also you could have it so you just have maybe a say a, a timer app shown on your home screen and uh, I don't know what else you would use in this situation and a notes app or whatever so all the other stuff that may be a distraction uh, just goes away it it's really is a, a great update to the do not disturb option which to be honest is just sort of all or nothing now a lot of the features that I notice tend to be visual so so I want to kind of defer to you on some of the other ones that I've experienced I'm curious how they are on the accessibility side such as for example text recognition images this allows you to point your camera at something that has text on it like a phone number let's say it's a for sale sign for a house and you could point it at it and you can actually hit a hit the actual phone number and it will dial that do you find any use for this you know when you can't really see what's going on on the screen yeah absolutely the camera app in uh, ios has always been really accessible and more than that it it will give you uh, hints on how to frame a photo you know it it will tell you if you're slanted it would say you know tilt the phone to the left and uh, two faces in the center or at top of frame or to the left of frame so it really does help in framing a photo and this new feature the live text feature in ios 15 um, takes that even further. For those of you that have used Seeing AI, the the amazing app from Microsoft, which uh, as part one of the features of it is the live text feature. I think it's called short text in there. Whereas in real time, you can point it at anything. I use it all the time for um, food packaging. You know, what is this tin? Simply bring up Seeing AI, point your phone at it, and it will constantly in real time, read any text that it sees, and it does it so quickly. Well, now you have this basic function built into the camera app in iOS 15. And more than that, as you said, it's also contextual and actionable. So if on one of these uh, uh, labels or signs or a menu, you have a phone number or a website, um, it will detect that and you are able just to double tap to activate it go to that website or make that call and this is all accessible 
with the voiceover on. When it does detect text, you will hear an announcement saying detectable text, I think it says, and there is a button. Double tap on that button and you get a swipeable list of all the text that it's found and you can do anything you like with that. Copy it, activate it or do anything. Um, it does work really well. There is a slight... I do have trouble trying to locate that text detected button every now and again, but I haven't used it to a, a great deal. So I don't know if that's something that will uh, I will get used to and more comfortable with or whether it's, um, you know, it will get better with the next update and it will become more comfortable or more usable. But the actual feature itself is really good. I was looking through a, uh, a Chinese menu uh, the other day and um, <laughs> it was reading everything out and the prices just by it was like using seeing AI. But as I said, built into the camera app. So it's cool. And being Apple, we're sort of we're a little bit spoiled on expecting something like that, a feature like that to be accessible with voiceover. And indeed it is. You know, there's a feature on, uh, on it's, it's, I don't know if it's Google Translate or just in Google Lens where you can point it at a sign that's in a foreign language and it'll actually translate oh. that to, to English or whatever language you might speak. I'm wondering if we're going to get to that point with the iOS camera. It, it's kind of It's kind of hard to believe that we wouldn't get to that point, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, but Google, I remember that. But I think it was called Magic Lens or something. I think it's just Google Lens now. I think it's just... It is now, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but when it first started out, and when it first they first demoed that, it blew my mind. Because yeah. not only does it translate it, but it also matches the font. So yes. when you pointed it at a sign, I know this is very visual, but it, it blew my mind when I could see it. You point it at a sign, and it looks like the sign magically just just translates into a different language but the font and the colors were absolutely spot on it is amazing and you know look, artificial intelligence always blows my mind and there's apps when i first got the iphone that that identified products in the same sort of way and i thought this is magic you know the, the amount of power and performance that these devices have now and the the artificial intelligence is such a level yeah it is like magic and uh, yeah i can only it's only going to get better there's a bunch of new, um, you know, I guess, uh, visual features, for example, in Safari. Um, it was completely redesigned. They actually made the controls what they call easier to reach with one hand by putting the, the tab bar on the bottom. I'm going to tell you Hate that. It. What? You know, listen, within five minutes of updating to iOS 15, I had that bar back at the top. Um, my wife asked me to fix this, said, put, make this back to normal. Um, uh, it was it was horrible. I mean, and so obviously on, when you know, it comes to using your phone with voiceover, does it affect it? No, I mean, it is just still there. It's the muscle memory of I'm always reaching to reaching the top. Reaching to the top. Or, I know. It's so yeah, bad. It's like, where is it? Where is but it it's going? Not only, but, I mean, it's, not only the bar, it's not only the address bar, but what it's actually doing is it's actually a whole tab group on the bottom. So you can actually tab through the different windows that are open. But I didn't even realize that till way afterwards. I still haven't realized that. You know, to be honest, I, I don't use Safari in that way very often. So no, yeah. I haven't. I haven't really noticed that. It was just the address bar moving. But look, is that is that? Oh, this is a terrible design design decision, or is it a case of? Well, it's our muscle memory. You know, we got to get used to it. Maybe this is a better design. Maybe for most people coming fresh, you know, if someone's buying an iPhone for the first time using iOS 15, they say, yeah, this makes total sense. It's great. 
Let's talk about FaceTime for a second because, um, I mean, there's a couple of really cool things in FaceTime that's changed. I think the biggest one is the ability to send FaceTime links to people who are not iOS users. This is like yep. the first time that somebody who's not on an iOS device can, can benefit from FaceTime, which means that the only thing keeping me on the iOS platform right now is iMessage. Really, that's the only feature. But, mm. but you know, I mean, I can't initiate a FaceTime call, obviously, from an Android device. But being able to participate in one without issue really does break down a barrier. It does. And it, it brings that sort of Zoom like functionality to it, which is something that, excuse me, it's something that Zoom has become so commonplace now. You know, even grandparents and everyone, you wouldn't expect to be that into it or saying, you know, send me a Zoom link or something. So, the, the, the way that this FaceTime link works is pretty similar. Um, now, I haven't used this very, very much because I was waiting for Stephen so we could try this out and see the accessibility from uh, if he opens a link on Windows in Chrome or wherever, you know, how accessible is that? Yeah. Now, we did try this in the beta, and i got to say, I was really impressed on how accessible uh the the facetime audio page uh video call page was inside a browser but we couldn't initiate the call because this was beta so uh yeah i'm really gonna look into this as soon as steven gets back we're gonna go yeah. into this and just see how accessible it is with a screen reader but I'm, i've got high hopes you know i should have tried i should try this on the on the samsung fold that they sent me just to see if uh see how it works on an android device like that i mean i've got a couple android devices lying around yep. um you know this really does um increase the power of FaceTime on the desktop, especially. It's been, you know, you talk about the Zoom comparison, and yeah, on an iOS device, it's great. You can even share your screen now, which is cool for presentations and discussing documents. Um, you can you can you know watch movies and and use and watch things together, kind of like Disney Plus uh, announced about a year and a half yeah. ago. It's an interesting gimmick. It's good for kids who are people like, are excited the same about that. Yeah, no, a lot of people are excited about that. You know, they they love. It. I can't think of anything worse, to be honest. If you're not in the room with me watching. I don't want to watch it over TV, over a phone link. Sorry, no, it's not happening. Leave me alone. Okay, I'll leave you alone. Be that way. Thank wow. you. <laughs> wow. Uh, new, feature, new features in maps, uh, new interactive globe view, enhanced 3D view. Um, <sighs> uh, virtual. Okay, what about, what about on-screen kind of virtual reality directions where this is, I mean, again, we've seen this in, in Google Maps before, but yep. it basically shows you a real-time view of the street, like a street view with directions, almost kind of an AR uh, as to where you're going. So when you're walking somewhere, you can actually see an arrow that says, okay, go that way. I find yep. that pretty cool because... I remember when I was navigating Europe at one point, I was in France. I'm, it's, it's sometimes hard, especially with buildings around, to get a really good GPS fix. So you're not 100% sure if you're supposed to go right or left. And if you don't know the area, it's hard to get yeah. that point of view as to you know what's going on. No, I think you used the perfect phrase there. It's cool. I mean, it's simple as that. Yes, there is some extra usability positives to it, but I think it is just a case of, this just looks cool. This is how I expected it to be in sci-fi movies. You know, there's an on-HUD display and it's it's pointing that way. It seems really you know, overlaying any digital information on the real world always seems cool. I mean, from an accessibility point of view, I don't care. Who cares, right? I just want turn left right now, turn right <laughs> whenever. Just do it, so, do it, do it now. Yeah, Walk do, in the it, do it now. <laughs> but I, I can totally understand the pull of this. And as you said, look, Google Maps has been the the benchmark really, where where everything 
is trying to work up to. And I think, you know, Apple Maps had to do this. I, I, I don't really, I don't see any benefit from, uh, you know, a screen reader, a visually impaired point of view. What about ID cards in the wallet? You think is that something you're open to is to, to kind of shed your oh, absolutely yeah to kind of carry less with you? I look forward to this. This would have been handy when I got pulled over yesterday from the police and had my driver's license what? in my phone. What were you doing? Nothing, nothing. I didn't do anything bad. Actually, it was just my my window tints are apparently too dark. Ah, oh, you're such a player. You are I know, so I'm cool. Such, I'm so yeah, spinning <laughs> wheels and everything. Uh, we talked about focus mode. Something. We talked about focus mode at the top of this. Uh, you have another feature ready for us, all about focus mode. Let's uh, let's dive into that before we take a quick break here. iOS 15 new feature drop. Focus mode. You can think of the new iOS 15 focus mode as a more advanced, customizable. Do not disturb function. You can create your own customized focus mode choosing which people can contact you or message you or even which apps can send you notifications. Not only this, but you can also decide when the focus mode kicks in. You can schedule it to a time of your choosing or when you're at a certain location or, which I find quite cool, when you're using a specific app. So if, for example, you're using Clubhouse and you don't want any interruptions, except you want to know when your food takeaway delivery man is ringing your doorbell, you can set that up with a custom focus mode. Another really cool feature is that you can choose a different home screen for each focus mode. Let's say you have a fitness or gym focus mode. You could set it up so it turns off all notifications, but also only shows the health and maybe a music streaming app on your home screen. Cool! To turn on specific focus modes or to create your own, you can do it in two different ways. You can open settings, swipe until you hear focus button, double tap and choose which one you want, or double tap on the add button in the top right corner to create your own. Or go to control center, swipe through until you hit the focus button, double tap, and choose from the list there, or choose the new focus mode at the bottom of the list. Easy! Once you've created your new customized focus mode, you'll find two additional buttons in the focus settings screen. The first one allows you to choose when your new focus mode should be enabled. As I said, you can choose time, location, or when using a specific app, or you can leave that alone and just choose to enable it manually. And the second button allows you to choose a home screen to display when that focus mode is enabled. Again, these are both optional. You don't have to choose anything for either of them. So there it is. That is the new iOS 15 focus mode. We can all now be much more productive. Yeah. And that was a iOS 15 new feature drop. Oh, God, thank you so much for those. No problem. You missed the boosh. Sorry. I know. I'm sorry. I missed the boosh at the end. I cut it off there. Uh, we got a, We got a Twitter <laughs> a message today saying, what, no podcast, Double Tap Canada? To which I replied <gasps> saying, what are you talking about? That, that's where we started. This started as a podcast. Come on, Billy. <laughs> Come on, Billy. Uh, we're there was dive... a glitch last week. It has been fixed. Oh, there was a glitch? Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. Sorry, Billy. Sorry, Billy. Didn't mean to do it. Not on purpose. Uh, let's take a quick break, come back. There's a couple more features that are coming out that didn't make the cut for iOS 15, but are coming in iOS 15.1. And I want to dive into that accessibility kit for uh, the, you know all the Surface devices. 
Stick around. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. Welcome back. Marco Flalo sitting in for Stephen Scott, even though I'm here every week anyway, uh, with Sean Priest by my side. Thank you, Sean, Hello. for being here. Each You never go away. You're always here. I am. I know. It's, is that a good thing? I, I don't know. Why is that? Is that is just no life? Is that just, No, no. Uh... <laughs> wow. Brutal. Come back, Stephen. I'm missing you. Oh, you don't miss him. Come on. <laughs> you don't miss him at all. A uh, couple features didn't make the cut in iOS 15. Did you notice that? For example, that I, share play oh. feature, which I know you really wanted to get excited yeah, about. Don't care. Yeah, don't care. Uh, didn't Keep didn't make the cut. It's going to be here in iOS 15.1. Uh, the other feature that didn't make the cut, announce calls. I'm oh, not well, sure what this does. Uh, well, I guess, Mark. <laughs> it announces, it announces calls. calls. But when? Like, is it just my phone's going to start talking, saying, Mark, you have a call from Sean Brees? I hope so. But that, doesn't it do that anyway? I mean, I don't, I'm getting a little bit confused as to what's a voiceover sort of feature, because obviously voiceover always tells me who's calling anyway. And I'm sure announced calls is in there, as, uh, as in iOS 14. So I'm not entirely sure what this is. Maybe it was. Uh, I mean, a lot of accessibility features tend to make it mainstream. You know, people realize, like the back tap. You know how many months I had back tap on, I didn't realize it, and it oh. was turning on assistive touch, and I kept wondering why assistive touch wouldn't turn off, even though I turn it off, and then no, I realize see, that I'm tapping the back of my phone every time like I put it down somewhere. The back tap was, I mean, I got all excited about the back tap. The back tap, a new, a new feature, this is amazing. And then I tried it for like two days and realized that as soon as you put it down on any surface, it activates. It taps. I know, it's yeah, so I annoying. Mean, I don't know anyone who is now using that, and it just seems like such a waste. I know people who use it. They use it to like and, and get Siri to go on. But I mean, when you do like four taps or three taps, that seems to be the threshold. Yeah, yeah, the double tap thing is no good when you uh, just put it down. No, <laughs> it constantly activates. Not at all. Uh, we still have one more feature coming up, which is uh, Image Explorer. Well, I mean, uh, without going into detail about the feature, what is Image Explorer? It does what it says on the tin. Uh, I, I mean, I, I kind of start off the feature by saying this isn't the only option we have for describing images. And, you know, the, the, in iOS 14, maybe even 13, I can't remember now, we had screen recognition, which came with also image recognition. And it will tell you, you know, a photo of. I and mean, we see it in things like Facebook. So it's like, it's like we've seen in seeing AI, right? In the, in the mode that, like, Absolutely no. right. Okay. Yeah, th that's that's a closer comparison. Seeing AI explore uh, by touch, I think they have in there. It's a similar sort of thing. But again, built into iOS 15. It's really handy. I like it. Um, vaccine cards in uh, Apple Wallet. That's going to be a, a fun one. I don't know what the situation is out there in the UK, but I know here... In Quebec, anyway, we've had vaccine passports for a couple months now, or a month, about a month now. Um, I'm looking wow. forward. It's a separate app, though. I couldn't, you can't put it in your wallet. So it's kind of annoying where you have to go find the app and do it. Because uh, if you've experienced Apple Wallet, the fun thing about that is as you get close to things, it will prioritize the cards that you need for that location. So I guess people can, if they want to, you know, as you approach a restaurant or bar, have that automatically come up. Or at least with a double click of that, of that sleep-wake button, you can launch your wallet and at least show your vaccine passport. 
Oh, doesn't it make just perfect sense? So I mean, of course, you know, I mean, I this is a feature in I waiting. I remember. Right? Yeah, I can't remember the last time I actually carried a wallet around, or even my debit card. It used to be that, as as a visually impaired person, we had to remember every single number we needed off that card. And, it's almost a bit of a party trick. You could just relight the number. But I've totally forgotten all mine now. I have no idea because I'm just carrying the phone with me. And that's it. It's so handy. I, let me just say this for anyone considering updating to iOS 15 as well. There is a bug with the Apple Wallet app and VoiceOver when it comes to if you have multiple cards and you need to select a card, it can crash. So, um, yeah, there, there is a possible workaround for that. I would say check out appleviz.com. I'm sure many of you know that already. www.appleviz, that's V-I-S, dot com. Uh, they have a up-to-date bug report. Um, but just to let you know, if you do have multiple cards and you're using Apple Wallet and VoiceOver, then there could be a chance that there's difficulties when trying to select a different card than the one that's on the top. The last feature in Wallet that I have yet to experience because I don't have a device compatible yet are things like home keys, car keys, office key, hotel key. These are going to be really, really useful as they become more and more adopted, especially things like office keys, which will be able to you know, use the NFC on board the device and let you, instead of getting a physical card to go into your office, I mean, if you even go back to an office, um, you'll be able to use your phone okay. to get in and out of locations. I'm surprised this has taken so long. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I don't know. I suppose it's it's all about the security. No one wants to be the first to bring a feature to market and then suddenly find that any anyone can sort of clone a key or, or whatever. So I suppose they've got to be doubly sure. But again, look, this is just where this is all heading, right? We have one device. And this is great news for us because um, the accessibility is, is fantastic. It, it's that thing of being able to use your smartphone as an interface to interact with everything, you know, I want to interact with my TV and my uh, washing machine, my dishwasher, and now my hotel keys or wherever, my front door keys, um, where I can use it. Everything becomes accessible to me through the smartphone. So I can't wait. Yeah, I'd, I'd use this all the time. The You know, the car keys feature is one that really excites me because it actually provides a little bit of spatial awareness as well. So you, you can't, for example, lock your phone in your car. Um, you won't be able to start your vehicle unless your phone is inside. Uh, you can honk yeah. your horn, preheat your car, open your trunk, all of this from your Apple wallet. And, and what really excites me is the fact that normally when it makes its way to your Apple wallet, it tends to work with the Apple Watch. So yeah. imagine you've got the cellular-enabled watch and you forget your phone at home and you could still use your watch for all this stuff. That's pretty yeah. neat. It is. It is. It's almost... Well, I mean, that that was one of the uh, wow factors about Tesla, wasn't it? You know, with that special yes. key fob shaped like a car. And it was, hey, look, we can open the trunk. and that. Now, if any car can do that and you can do it from your smartphone, I mean, it, it just makes this all so much easier for everyone. It, yeah, it's a great idea. The, the last two things I wanted to highlight um, before we move on to some, some Surface stuff is um, health data. You can now share your health data with doctors and professionals, which I think is pretty important. And it's taking a big leap forward in terms of the privacy 
and protecting your privacy and your health information, being able to, you know, EKGs or ECGs and, and just your, your everyday kind of, you know, health information, being able to share that with your medical practitioner or your medical professional is a pretty big thing, especially for people who have chronic illnesses or diseases that are being followed by a doctor. For someone to be able to just log in and see some real vital information at the, at the glance is actually pretty impressive. Oh, it's fantastic. And another thing as well, when it comes to like over the, the past 18 months or something where, you know, getting a face to face appointment with someone has been difficult. I, yeah. I mean, I recently had an appointment where it was, OK, well, send us a, an image, a photograph of what's wrong with you. And then we'll, you know, consult over whatever, a voice call and, uh, you know, do it that way. And, you know, it gives you some people with mobility problems or whatever it may be for whatever reason it actually opens the world up and and um when it comes to these sort of digital medical records it's something that we i think desperately need because you know how many times has there been problems because of poor notes or yeah. you know, misplaced notes and any, anything like that now that's not to say it can't happen at all with digital but it makes it far easier to store and maintain these notes now over here in the UK, we are nowhere near, I think, uh, uh, to your level uh, where this is going to be uh, you know, an everyday use. But um, I, I think it's uh, the goal to aim for. Being able to yeah. easily access medical notes is fantastic. Finally, iCloud Plus, which is a new service, even though it seems familiar to everybody, uh, includes some really cool features, including <laughs> iCloud Private Relay, which is basically a VPN service that lets you kind of, you know, browse your network and use Safari securely. That's pretty neat. Hide My Email allows you to, it creates an email address for you when you're signing up for services. Great if you get a lot of junk mail. HomeKit home Secure Video allows your connected video cameras to store stuff. But here's the one that is like in fine print and I don't, it's been, I mean, it's been gone for so many years. Um, custom Email Domain. You can finally use <gasps> that seanshed.com with your iCloud email. It makes me want to cancel my Windows, my Office 365 account, and move everything to iCloud because it's just included. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I, I didn't even look into that. I totally you forgot see? about that. that was... I teach you something uh, well new done. each and every day. <laughs> you certainly do. <laughs> no, that is cool. That is cool. Now, I'm not really into the iCloud services so much. The, the iCloud one. Uh, sorry, is it Apple One? The subscription packages I haven't really Yeah, it's Apple, looked the into. Apple One, yeah. But I know you are heavily, as Stephen is, into the you know, Mac ecosystem. This is something you two are really excited about. I can understand that. But yeah, really. some of those features are good. The, the VPN-like uh, relay is cool, and, as is hiding the email, which Apple do really well. That sort of privacy stuff, they do fantastically. They do. Uh, we talked about uh, Image Explorer off the top of this segment. Let's dive into the final feature of this show, at least uh, from Sean Priest, all about uh, Image Explorer. iOS 15, new feature drop. Image Explorer. Although it is true that having images and photographs described for us by artificial intelligence isn't anything particularly new, the addition of iOS 15's new Image Explorer feature could offer more details and be really useful for us. It allows you to simply swipe through an image or photograph and VoiceOver will describe any objects or people that it recognises. And you can use this new feature anywhere. Images on websites or inside apps or emails or WhatsApp messages or wherever. Let's test it out. 
I'm in my BBC News app, and here is a photo. Waiter is accepting a customer's payment. Image, Getty Images. Ah, it's always nice when a image is captioned correctly. Thank you. But if I want to know more, I can simply swipe up or down with one finger until I hear Explore Image Features. Let's double tap on that. Image Explorer. Heading. And now I'm just going to swipe through. Done. Button. Image. Heading. Slight right profile of a person's face with straight brown hair, laughing, near top edge. Document. Getty Images. Okay, well, not a lot happening in that image, but at least I know her hairstyle, which way she's facing, and whereabouts in the photo she is. Oh, and that she's happy. That's nice. Let's try another one. Here's an image I was sent through WhatsApp. Explore Image Features. Image Explorer. Heading. Ticket no. 0860. Purchased on Friday the 24th of September 2021. Your numbers. 1623454910. Your UK millionaire maker code. Euromillions registered. Yep, that's right my friends. This time next week I won't be here because I'll be a millionaire. Maybe. But as you can see it gave me all the details from an image of my lottery ticket. So, there you go. We now have another option when it comes to trying to understand what's being shown to us in an image. That was Image Explorer and this was a iOS 15 new feature drop. Boosh. Love it. Love it, Mr. Priest. Love it, Mr. Priest. Um, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, I want to read you an email when we come back all about, uh, of course, surface accessibility. But let's do that after we take a break. Okay, you, you good? You still good? You still alive? Oh, I'm great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Here, let's take a break. Miss something on today's show? Search for Double Tap Canada on the podcast platform of your choice and listen anytime. We'll be back after this. Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call, Call the show me. now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. I don't know what's funny about just talking over the, the recorded liners and I stuff know, like that. I know, but it is funny. Like answering her like in real time. It is fun, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Welcome back to Double Tap Canada. Mark Aflalo sitting in for Stephen Scott. Sean Priest. Hello. Doing all the heavy lifting this week as he does normally. <laughs> At least behind the scenes. We take all the credit, but I mean... We'll, we'll ah, do I don't mind. It's okay. No, it's, a, it's a team effort. Uh, I got an email here from Rebecca. Mm. Rebecca writes, uh, Although the product line didn't excite me, her thoughts on the Microsoft event, oh. which is, I don't know why they didn't excite her. I'm impressed with Microsoft's public commitment to accessibility and some of the simple things introduced in their new tablet example, a lanyard on the kickstand. Mm -hmm. Now she writes, I'm not giving up on Windows anytime soon because of its functionality and Microsoft's philosophy. You know, that I mean that says a lot about a company. Oh, it does. And I know Apple does a great job on the accessibility side and they're a big advocate for it, but they don't seem as vocal about it as Microsoft is. No. And I think that's so important. It is exactly right. This was so exciting when we had an actual uh, a segment on accessibility. Now I know it's because they had a, this kit coming out, but I mean that on its own it, it deserves a segment now i can't help but think if this was another company that maybe this wouldn't this would just be a press release afterwards or you know oh and by the way this wouldn't make the main event and the fact that they talked about this and they brought out this adaptive kit 
It just says so much from Microsoft, and it's another reason why the event was so good. And it's just a, it's a thing to be envy about the company, and it's a thing that I love. And you know what? Thanks to uh, thanks to Microsoft, we're actually gonna we're gonna play that feature right now. Um, it's about uh, five and a half minutes here, but I think it really puts in perspective and puts in context what this adaptive kit is, so that we can talk about it in great detail. So let's take a listen to that right now. Our mission at Microsoft is to empower every person and every organization on the planet to achieve more. And it's this mission that drives our dedication to inclusive design. As we build products, there is a belief that drives us. When we don't intentionally include, we unintentionally exclude. By working to try to understand the specific lived experiences of people with disabilities, we make better products. Products that are accessible by design. Products like the Xbox Adaptive Controller, which empowers gamers with limited mobility to play and connect with other gamers across the globe. But every day we are striving to learn more as we work closely and partner with people with disabilities. And today, we are excited to take the next step on that journey. Now, I wanna welcome my friend and colleague, Dave Dame, to tell you more about how accessible technology has empowered him in his life. I was born with cerebral palsy and I use a power wheelchair. When I was born in 1971, my parents were told, Dave may not live past the age of 12. Dave may never be able to speak clearly, if at all. And even if he does, don't expect much because there's not much that someone with Dave's condition can do to have a full life. They actually advised my parents to put me in an institution. Luckily, my parents chose a different path. When I was younger, I was constantly asking myself, what do I want to be when I grow up? <laughs> this year when I turned 50, I started thinking, how do I want to leave the world when I'm no longer here? I decided to pivot my career and join Microsoft on their journey to enable people like me to leverage technology to have their best lives, hopefully with a lot less struggle than I had to endure. I want to reflect the people that struggle with the things that non-disabled people have the privilege to take for granted, like opening a device, setting up their screens to create and be productive while not compromising the aesthetics in their devices, accessories, or software. It's not simply about creating accessible technology. It's about what the person can achieve and experience because of that technology. Hi, hello, how are you? Great to see I'm you. I'm so excited to see you. All right, so we're here to talk about the Surface Adaptive Kit. It's been quite a journey for the team. And not just the internal teams, but our partners and occupational therapists who we've worked with to really try to empower their patients and them to find more effective technology solutions. Right, because one of the goals of occupational therapists is really to help their patients rediscover their independence in using technology or assistive technology. And we have seen some creative solutions. Um, everything from applying glue dots to the key set so someone who's blind can easily locate keys, um, to a kickstand having a hole drilled in it so someone could apply a lanyard just to open it up. And believe it or not, I actually used to use a fork to leverage to open up my laptop screen. And this is where we saw a real opportunity to help. 
Well, that's quite talking about it. Let's show it. Let's do it. What I love about this is even the packaging is inclusive. What I mean is I get to experience unboxing a new product. So I'm able to open it up. I can use the lid that instantly pulls all the cards out right away. Here you go, Chris. Thank you, Dave. Okay, you can apply these stickers to your keyboard. It's raised so you can feel it, but also it's high contrast. And the different shapes makes them very distinguishable from one another. Yeah, taking you down to the keycap labels. So the keycap labels are really designed for someone who is blind. They fit perfectly on the Surface keyboards. The port labels are used for taking um, a label and applying it to a cable, yeah. and then applying the corresponding port tab onto the device, and it just fits seamlessly into the device. And then this tab is a lanyard tab. We've attached it to the kickstand so that this can be easily pulled out with the lanyard, and you're ready to go. That's much more elegant than using a fork. <laughs> exactly. It really allows people to easily, quickly modify their device so they're spending more time using the device and less time trying to set it up. What I like about this is it allows me to have a product I can use and be proud of. And that was the intention when we saw this as a real opportunity to provide solutions that didn't feel like people were being othered. Exactly, because we're all going to be disabled someday just some of us beat you to it. So when you're designing for products for someone like me today, we're actually building for our future selves. We're all gonna lose our ability at some point. None of us can predict when that will happen, but when it does, I'm really glad that we're gonna have products and accessories that people can use whenever and whatever they might need. I'm not sure how promising that is, Sean, in terms of uh, you know all of us being disabled one day. But uh, yeah, it's that, all that kit is, is <laughs> yeah, it is it is it is quite amazing. It's available for fourteen ninety nine, and um, you know just the the fact that they even thought of creating a kit like this. Um, just con continues to blow my mind. Yeah, Microsoft are, are right up there. We had the adaptive controllers they mentioned at the start of that audio there. Also, we have Project Tokyo using the Halo headset for facial recognition and spatial awareness. Fantastic. And now this as well. Um, look, people may be saying, well, I can get my own bump-ons and tactile markings, and I can do that myself. But these are designed specifically for Surface devices, so they're not going to look like you've just glued things on there. Um, so, yeah, just a the fact that they've made these available uh, is fantastic. Well done, Microsoft. Well done, indeed. They also announced an ocean plastic mouse, which is uh, made of 20% recycled and features plastic design by Microsoft, $34.99, and a new modern USB-C headset that's certified for Microsoft Teams, which is uh, pretty neat as well. Wow, another show. What? Gone. It's over. That was easy. We don't need Steven. No. Steven who? Have another week off, Steven. Scott what? <laughs> Sean, Sean Scott, Stephen Priest, no, maybe? We miss you. He'll be back. Oh, will he, though? Will he be back? Maybe we won't allow him to come back. Uh, guys, thank you for being with us this week. Um, always a pleasure to be here and sit in Stephen Scott's chair. It would have been nice to do it from Scotland. I'm not going to lie. It would have been um, at least fun to take a trip there just to well, co-host a couple shows. Next year. 
We'll all next be in year? the same room, maybe. Yeah, they all, they all say that next year, next year. <laughs> They've been saying that for uh, almost two years now. All right, don't bring us down. Um, Finish on a high. Here we go. <laughs> thank you for being here. As always, thank you for getting involved. If you want to get in touch with us, no problem. The phone number is 1-844-971-1999. We will chat with you again next week. Thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming. Call 1-844-971-1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at Double Tap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.